0: Stop! Ah!
1: This is Joseph L. Flatley, and you are listening to Failed State Update. we got a very special episode for you today. It's uh, called... The theme of the show is the Failed State Jukebox, and if you're a regular listener... Listener? Reader. And if you're a regular reader of Failed State Update, you will no doubt be familiar with the series Failed State Jukebox, where we play music that's, you know speaks to this particular time in our nation's history. Um, It's audacious and absurd, usually far-right populist dystopian pop music uh, of the so-bad-it's-good variety. So I have two guys here, two that I know have a special love of this kind of thing. So we're going to break down some of the hits today. Uh, I guess we'll start with my co-host for Failed State Update, J.G. What's going on, J.G., Michael?
2: How is it going? I'm looking forward to this. I always like uh, to jam to some good tunes. Although these aren't necessarily good tunes so much as, uh, I don't know, wacky tunes. The the Ed Wood tunes of uh, right-wing populism. Yeah.
1: Chuck Ocelli, the man, the plan, the Ocelli effect. How you doing today? The
3: man, the plan, the recently, just freshly fired TNT. Radio host, so don't go there. Uh, ocelli.com is my website, and that's where I'll stay, it looks like, for now. But anyway, I am so happy to be here with you guys, despite uh, kind of a rough day. So, looking forward to this. Thank you.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> I guess today we'll, uh, we'll chill out a little bit after your, your your bad news. Failed state jukebox. I started doing these, these posts on the website just because I love ridiculous music and it's like i call it so bad it's good but like that's not even really accurate because i do legit enjoy it you know i mean a lot of the message or a lot of the purveyors of this music i think is probably really terrible people but there's something about it i really enjoy so maybe it's just wacky i don't know what do you guys think of uh of the failed state genre
2: of pop music I, I I think it gets you in a certain mindset. As long as you can get out of that mindset, I I think it's perfectly okay.
1: It's it's kind of like when you watch RoboCop or a movie like that. What sticks stuck in my head most of all RoboCop was like the way they used TV shows that were kind of like satirical, you know, examples of what dystopian entertainment would be like to kind of set the mood. And that's what I feel like when I listen to a "Don't Tell Me How to Live" by Kid Rock, and he's like riding on a, you know, a middle finger into space, firing a
2: gun. He's come such a long way uh, since appearing in in Joe Dirt. Oh, my.
3: (laughs) He's come a long way, J.G. says. You know, Joe, can I just take a moment here to speak to this? Because I'm the least prepared for this today and really just uh, glad to be riding. Would I be riding shotgun? I don't know. Is that what they would call it? There's three of us. Anyway, we could all be in the front seat of the pickup that's a possibility. Uh, anyway, back to the commentary. It's fascinating to me. Like JG said about Ed Wood, right? The Ed Wood of, uh, of things. I don't know if that's right, JG. I gotta say, cause it's interesting to me when the zeitgeist gets represented through the art and the zeitgeist feeds back into the art. So, uh, whether it is a movie like RoboCop or it is the uh, career of kid rock. <laughs> okay. um, and, and and I am a, a, a musician, so I've got my opinions. Any musician has opinions about music, always. Okay. Uh, it, and they're usually kind of harsh truth. Anyway, um, when you take a look at the art, when it's being produced and what it speaks to, and the stuff that's presented in RoboCop, which, by the way, Joe, I found that to be the most fascinating part about RoboCop. The storyline is just goofy. There's a lot of ridiculousness in there, but, The image of dystopia that they paint through the media and through the commonplace things that they imagined would be in the near future, uh, you know, the dystopian Detroit and all that. uh, It's a blend of what is and what people see coming. And, you know, music does the same thing all the time. Now, it's not always right wing either, because we could look back to the 60s and the 70s. And we could say that, you know, despite people going into Tavistock and Mind Control and MK Ultra, okay. It's interesting to me when art uh, is influenced by life and then in return influences life. And it's fascinating, those dystopian pieces in RoboCop, uh, like I said, they're representative of something. But then in real time, like I said, the 60s, the 70s and all that, you might have seen people reacting to the events of the day, the general mood. Uh, the thing that Jimmy Carter would wind up calling the malaise later. Uh, there's always a reactionary part of it. And there's there's different elements to that at all times. So I love what we're about to explore. And I think it, it a lot of it is going to speak for itself because we are steeped in a very strange time. And uh, look, when they make a dystopian version of a movie in the future, like they don't do it all the time. Uh, you know, who knows where the imagination will go, but as we live in the dystopian time we are in, <laughs> here is parts of the things that, uh, might have to be included in RoboCop 2022.
2: So real quick, I'll take back the, uh, the Ed Wood comment because yeah, I, I do actually like a lot of this music we're about to listen to. It has its appeal and also like, you know, I, I can sort of see why people fear, you know, police state measures coming into place and, and things of that nature. I think we've seen a huge militarization of the police in the U.S. And that's what a lot of these songs deal with, or at least some of them. I, I think it's just for me, a, a lot of these songs, they look at it from maybe one perspective. It's like when you talk to a militia person and they go on and on about, you uh, know, uh, You know, look look what they did at Waco. Look look what they did at Ruby Ridge. But they they completely forget about the move bombing. You know, know, just wish uh, we got a fuller picture than we sometimes do from the uh, musicians we'll be listening to. Maybe next time we'll have to add a few Ministry tracks, even it out a bit.
1: That is so funny. I almost and I don't know why. I think I just dropped off my to-do list. Um, Have you seen the video for Antifa by um, Ministry? I have not. That is the most insane fucking thing I've, like, if you could, Chuck, before we start, could you dial that up and play that song? It's like a newest, newer ministry track, and it's so weird. I would love to dig into that.
0: The most compromising OTFA consider the many people across the country who voted Trump into office to be literally Nazis. They were revolutionary in response. In large groups, waving the red and black flag.
3: indeed i want to thank you joe for ruining ministry for me uh wow I I, and i got to watch that video and uh, yeah i would urge anybody listening go watch it at least just once but uh by all means mr flatley uh
1: wow just listening to it i'm gonna urge people to go check out the video because just listening to it it sounds like classic like whatever that mid-period ministry not like early ministry but like new world order that kind of stuff
3: 69 era
1: yeah right right but like it looks like like again robocop it's absurd it's like how would you describe it chuck i I haven't seen it in a couple weeks like what how would you describe it
3: there's a lot of flashy imagery um you know clearly evocative stuff meant to uh, push forth the the imagery of violence, of chaos. Uh, you have the integration of the anonymous imagery, uh, Donald Trump bobblehead, uh, riots in the streets, masked
2: people, et cetera, et cetera. You, you forgot to mention. Uh, I was watching the video too. You forgot to mention the uh, the hot chick and the leather outfit wearing the guy fox mask what was that all about (laughs) oh
3: god well i assume that just goes along with the general guy fox presentation there's always the absurd you know uh uh, cosplay that goes into that uh whole imagery right (laughs) which uh is just that's endemic of it so i i did neglect to mention it though thank you but um (laughs) there's a lot of text cues a lot of flashing. I, I I am really dismayed at this. Uh, I was a big fan of the Psalm 69 era. So the sound, initially, I was like, oh, good. You know, uh, this is Psalm 69. This is 1,000 homo DJs. This is, uh, you know, that time period where things were raw and rushed and uh, there was an intensity to Al Jorgensen's work. And it was really an interesting and innovative time, especially at that point in music. And I was a metal performer and somebody in the business, uh, not famous, but, you know, involved. And, um, it, it, it really dismays me that this is the direction he's gone. And I mean, unless there is something else thematic in the rest of what he presents along with it, that, uh, that turns this into, you know, I'm trying to show you how ridiculous your imagery of, of Antifa is. Um, but other than that, if this is his honest take on it, uh, I gotta, I gotta like just remove ministry from my,
1: (laughs) what we're describing actually, if it was done like in the nineties with like video equipment and it was like rough looking and like very lo fi and experimental, it would be cool perhaps, but like, you know, done in 2021 or whenever that was recorded with like 4K cameras and green screen everything looking really crisp and clean it looks like a joke it looks like you know to we're going to be referencing robocop a lot i think and i just and it just freaked me out i was like uh. I was just like, what the heck? And th- so I went and listened to the album and it's like the first track was like that vibe. And I was like, maybe this is awesome. Maybe, I, maybe this is really cool. And then I got about three tracks in and I just was so bored. I couldn't, couldn't take it anymore. So I think, I think Antifa, the song was actually kind of like, probably like the greatest hit from that album.
2: You, you know, it, it may say something uh, that Paul Barker, uh, who was sort of the, the, sidekick to Al Jurgensen is not I think with the band anymore because he may have been the reason for a lot of ministry's greatest hits uh because since he has left uh it almost feels like they're a different band
1: there's just there's a weird thing about far right-wing weirdos doing pop music or rock music and it's like I don't know if it's like how dare they you know we're all supposed to be peace and love or I don't know if it's just like something about right-wingism kind of makes you impervious to taste and you do tasteless shit. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, Kid Rock certainly is the apotheosis of that.
3: Yeah, and weirdly the thing is, I think for him it really isn't about politics because I don't believe for a second he understands what in the fuck he's actually evoking. Uh I I really don't. I mean I know I'm judging from a distance and I've never met the guy, but I think he's got no idea. I think he just thinks this is a good way to be rebellious and being rebellious for the sake of rebellion is somewhat intrinsic to the art form. Um, But again, even if you look back to the, what some people would argue would be the founders of heavy metal, uh, they were anti-war, you know, and, and not right wingy, but you know, we live in a different era and uh, Kid Rock still lives in the nineties, I think. So, you know uh here we go
1: uh chuck can you can you introduce this in your best fm radio dj voice coming out of acdc
3: straight into something else that rocks hard kid rock the kid himself don't tell me how to live
0: talking all
4: that bullshit
1: JG, what's your what's your take on that?
2: The only song I remember uh, from Kid Rock hearing in my childhood was uh, they used it in wrestling as the Undertaker's theme. It was called American Badass. And I literally don't remember any lyrics other than him just saying repeatedly, hey, hey, American Badass. Hey, 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 which that basically sums up everything.
3: (laughs) This is the uh, the cultivated imagery of I'm country, I'm rap, I'm rock, I'm metal, I'm all these things,
1: you know, cultivated is absolutely the right word. And I'm just wondering what your take is on this idea that, you know, rock stars, they're not only, you know, they're rich people putting on a show, but it's also like the lamest show possible. You know, it's like, why would anybody, you know, you almost have to believe that, that uh, Kid Rock rolled out of bed dressed like this because who would do it on purpose?
3: Metallica is long in my rearview mirror at this point because of the uh, ridiculousness that they try to eh, sell through their corporation. Uh, their battle with Napster, I still have not forgotten. Uh, all of these things, you know, and it's just there. There's sometimes an integrity to what it is that you want to be a fan of when you're hooked into the metal genre. And you're willing to accept a certain amount of goofiness and, you know, like Iron Maiden. I don't blame them for bringing out all the crazy stuff and the corpse that comes out and attacks, you know, (laughs) attacks them during the show or Ozzy Osbourne, uh, you know, famously uh, hanging a dwarf during his show. Right. It's all stagecraft and that's all fine and good. And the goofiness is okay up to a certain degree.
2: I mean, at least someone like Alice Cooper, who's just out and out kind of like a right wing conservative guy, is like, "Um, I'm still just going to do my music that's like a goth opera. You know, I don't want to talk about politics in my music. Uh, Kid Rock would do well to um, maybe heed that wisdom. This guy wants to be taken seriously
3: like this. This is the problem, you know?
1: Yeah. And he really, really highlights that there's a whole sector of people who feel like they're being let down by liberal hollywood and what we're gonna play next it's high-res jimmy wait high-res and jimmy levy they have a song called welcome to the revolution and it's like a straight up like QAnon consciousness (laughs) track and it interests me because like unlike kid rock who's some kind of weird businessman ideologue high-res and jimmy levy are like obviously street it's obviously grassroots so it's like it's more interesting to me when people that are not famous or not calculated where they really think they're like speaking truth to power are doing some of this ridiculous music you want to uh hit play on on this track chuck we will
4: not comply with the institutions Six- Televised. Welcome to the.
5: won't be televised government been telling lies if you're not with us you better step aside witnessing the genocide everything is centralized the food that we consume and they spraying it all with pesticides easily identify the sheep and the snake the real and the fake giving us a reason to pray i'm gonna make my own choice as a voice for the voiceless they trying to destroy us avoiding the poison it's all pointless if you don't have a purpose if you read the verses you'll know who we versing government can tell you what your worth is look deeper than the surface they don't even want you researching or asking questions we all being tested Sh- Shut your mouth and comply, that's the message Want you to rest on prescriptions that mess with your head Got you stressing, suppressing expression We will not comply with the institutions Soul. They want power and control, that's their number one goal. All my friends turn to foes, look how easily they fold. Even Nazis say they were doing what they told. Walking down this road, all alone in the cold. But my soul never sold, I'm exposing the clones. God has chosen this role, all the those who oppose. Won't be hopeless and broke like I'm i on boats. I'm just trying to tell them all about the flood. I can feel it in my bones, I can feel it in my blood. Man, I came about the mud, only God is my judge. I don't listen to these politicians, they the real thugs. Won't comply with the lies, they disguise it its science. They want you complying, the media is these corporate giants are capitalizing on us by dividing, but I'll keep on fighting. We will not be fighting with the
4: institution. Take illusion, all we want.
3: Outside of its absolutely repetitious uh, structure and really unimaginative, uh, you know, objectively, forget about the politics of it. it. It's not a good track.
1: That's something I notice a lot in pop music. And it's like it's like there's good pop music. And then it's like this kind of weird pop hip hop thing where it's like they find one hook and that's the whole track. And it's you like, know, that's
3: all this is, is this bounce back and forth between this like really sickening kind of poppy, uh hook. And then, all right, here's your rap breakdown. All right, back to the sick poppy hook. Okay. Rap breakdown. Very formulaic. I just can't, you know, it's like I resign at this point. It's shitty. Yeah.
1: You know, it sounds to me like if you ever see that website, the free thought project. Yes. It's like if the free thought project was a song. Like, the sentiment and just kind of, like, the, the lack of polish.
2: They, they keep talking about the institutions. We're not going to comply with the institutions. With, with, like, they're, they're standing on land that is run by the National Park Service. That's the, run by an institution. Did they comply to their rules? And also, why couldn't the National Park just be like, go F yourself? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Like, do they just want no institutions? What I don't even get what they want, and I just, oh, my God. You got to remember, though, it's
3: coming from the very same mentality that says, "I want to fight rich privileged elitists, so I'm going to
1: support Donald Trump." Uh, what? It's mental illness. <laughs> I don't mean that. Like, I don't mean to say that they have a a um that these particular musical artists have a diagnosable illness, but I'm just saying it's like the kind of crazy making that this society creates.
3: We live in an era of cognitive dissidence on steroids. I mean, so I, I'm, you know, I wasn't even phased by that. I'm now used to the whole, you know, I'm for people's freedom. But if you don't agree with me, I might shoot you, you know, just, <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Hey. Um, uh,
1: yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, no, no, I, you didn't. <laughs> I was done. I dropped, a, I dropped a link in the, um in the chat. Why don't you play this one next? I forgot to include it on the list, but. uh, All right.
3: Thank you for your service, guys. You're evil. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you something right now, Mr. Flatley. Yeah. When later on, the resulting shit that comes through my YouTube algorithm over the bullshit that you have just <laughs> made me run happens. I reserve the right to send you a hostile message in the middle of the fucking night
1: when I'm trying to sleep because this bullshit is going to be really, really. Oh, man. I didn't even think of that. I messed up the algorithm for you forever. So Baked Alaska, um, Tim Gionet is his name. A buddy of mine, Scott Whiteman from the Boys Bible Study Podcast, actually worked with him at BuzzFeed and hung out with him quite a bit. And it was like BuzzFeed and Baked Alaska and Donald Trump and the kind of memification of society kind of happened at the same time. And it's actually pretty interesting because... Baked Alaska had absolutely no, like, politics at all or just, like, vaguely defined liberal politics. He was, like, a white rapper and, like, he was, like, pro-BLM. And then I literally think watching how BuzzFeed promoted Trump and basically got Trump elected, you know, that kind of promotion got Trump elected, even though it was supposed to be, like, memes and jokes and it was, you know, BuzzFeed never tried to get Trump elected, but, like... Just the way the media handled Trump got Trump elected and Baked Alaska was like, well, did this like rebrand as a fucking alt-right lunatic.
2: After he rebrands as Mr. Alt-Right going to unite the right rallies and all this, then he releases a video where he's crying Saying, I don't want to be a racist anymore. I want to do whatever I can to stop racism. And then he starts a non-profit to teach white supremacists anti-racism. And to get them out of white supremacy. And then in less than a year, he goes back to being an alt-right MAGA head. You know, he's just such a fucking piece of shit. And the only thing that could have made that video better... Well... I don't know if his, if I should say this, but the only redeemable thing that could have happened in that video is if he would have got shot by a cop at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, I hate it. See, he's not even a person, I think, that believes no, in anything. Definitely not. He's even worse than that. He's just someone that wants to find whatever the next grift is. And those people, to me, are even more contemptible and lower than pawn scum than even the ideologues and true believers. Uh, Oh, God. That gave me brain damage.
1: In December of 2020, he got in a fight at a bar and like, or not even in a fight. I think he just went out of his way to like pepper spray somebody and was live streaming it. And he got arrested for it. The judge told him, don't leave Arizona. He was living in Scottsdale at the time. And next thing you know, he's at the Unite the Right rally. Or, or I mean I mean he's at January sixth, he's at the Capitol, and um so then he goes to jail for for the Arizona incident, and now his lawyer is literally his lawyer was trying to get him like off of bail for the DC the January sixth, and he showed the We Love Our Cops video, like used that as evidence. He's like, see, he loves cops. He would never hurt a cop. Haven't you heard the song? You gotta let him go. <sighs> I'm just oof, baked Alaska, oof. delicious baked treat. Alaska, not a delicious man.
2: Oh boy! Uh, so now I, I'm. I'm still in immense amounts of, of 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 pain, both physical and spiritual, after watching that.
3: What is next on the agenda for the uh, a shit show? Like I have not seen since I opened for G.G. Allen. What is
1: next? What? On- wow, that'll be the bonus content. I got to hear about that. But let's um, cl- let's play something softer. Let's help JG, you know, come back around. Let's play uh, Talia's Van and the Brighton Morning Star Band.
4: Of dial manifesting the evil self will. The children grow up quite to
3: Just, ah, uh, JG, please, <laughs> please take this one. You can field this one. JG might have passed out. Oh, my God. I, I would not
1: blame him if he did. Uh, He dropped off the call. Did he? You <laughs> see, he, he, looking at uh, Skype, JG Michael is unavailable. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. I can't help it. Uh, So that was Talia's van and the Bright and Morning Star band, and that is Gabriel of Yurancha's band. Um, and Gabriel of Yurancha, as listeners know, is a UFO cult leader who I've written books about. And his part of his his uh, teachings is that he is the highest, most evolved musician on the planet, and listening to his music. Connect, you know like opens your chakras and puts you in these advanced spiritual states um JG we thought you uh you quit for good
2: I heard a good bit of it um, this guy's from what he's a Gabriel of Urantia guy he is Gabriel of
1: Urantia. his musical pseudonym is Talius van of Torah.
2: oh my God um all I can say is watching that video I just kept thinking of Gilligan's Island. I don't know why. give me Gilligan's Island Vibes. Utter silence there because no one knows why. I, I don't even know why. I was just like, this is like from a bad sitcom.
1: Yeah, what a strange He's like so he recorded this album in the uh eighties and then but the song was so important he rewrote it or re recorded it for nine eleven after nine eleven. And um, you know, it's basically about how all humanity are sinners and how you have to follow him if you want to, you know, go to the next level or whatever. Different vibe from what we've been listening to, but I thought we could have used a little, you know, little break from the hip hop, the pop music, the heavy metal. But I don't know. It sounds like I really uh, crushed Chuck Ocelli's soul
2: with that one. Chuck, why, why, did it, why did it crush your soul? I
1: just
3: i i i gotta tell you man. it was too funny too because i i turned and i was like yeah jg you just need to do this and you were gone so i thought that was actually the appropriate response
1: wow we we rendered you wordless
3: this is a rare thing you know this <laughs> I just i i don't i don't know how to respond to that i just don't <laughs> i
1: just don't have you heard of the band it's called head p e Have you heard of that this group? they I, were yeah. kind of popular a while like like fifteen years ago. Um, there's this amazing social media channel it's on Instagram, it's on Twitter it's on YouTube. It's called catatonic Youths and okay. they find really ridiculous songs and just like make super cuts of them of the most ridiculous part So this head p e video that's next it's actually a whole concert of them, but they cut out the music, so it's just like the in-between the song chatter. And your mind's gonna be blown. I think you should just roll this next. For me.
6: Wake up, nine eleven. Seek the truth. You can find it on the internet. That's the only place you'll find it. You'll never hear it in public school. You're not gonna hear it on the fucking history channel. Come on. Weed. I'm a sad clown. Nobody wants to see the soldiers die, But Nobody understands the Muslims either. Say, bitch, give me some head. Watch the movie Zeitgeist. The Vatican is holding the truth about Jesus. He wasn't really a god. Yeah. The only place you're gonna find knowledge is on the internet. Broadcast, deep rock. Broad- oh. Yeah, so let's all wake up to the fact that evolution is a myth. If anybody out there still believes that we all came from Adam and Eve wake the fuck up that isn't even realistic 9/11 truth read read uh Zachariah Sitchin something religion bullshit all of it I'm so glad I could get this out all over the internet Airways for planet Earth Hillary Clinton's got a big fat ass and I don't give a fuck about Barack Obama. either There's free energy out there They charge us every fucking month for electricity I'm so fucking tired of this shit And it's up to us and you kids To take the fucking power back Make some noise for fucking head P.E. I woke up in a nightmare I wanna know is it too late Ah! thing don't vaccinate your fucking kids if you just had them they're putting mercury in the vaccinations it's filled with old dead fetus tissue and all kinds of shit 9-11 was a fucking lie it's an inside fucking job get with it i'll tear the pussy up i'll let my nose hang we'll take the fucking planet back from the reptilian forces jesus died on the cross what is that human sacrifice his blood's gonna save me that's that's sick that's like some dracula shit Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Children, what's that sound? What else these kids want to hear? I forgot the words in the middle there. Did you just peep that out?
2: You got to read Zechariah Sitchin, man. The 12th Planet.
1: I'm a sad clown.
3: This is definitely quotable.
1: Uh, <laughs> I
3: just, I don't know if you want to do it in front of people you care about, but it is quotable.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say about that. JG, you want to uh, select the last track?
2: Um, Let's end this good with uh, Jihad Jerry, if we can.
3: A bullet for your war of attrition
7: and your exploitation of the human condition. A duplicitous man
3: on a curious mission waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm going to pay you back, I'm going to pay you back, I'm going to pay you
7: back,
4: right now. What you selling, I ain't buying, your lips are
7: moving, that means you're lying.
0: At Nemo Fall. Don't be gaslighting me, my Don't be gaslighting me,
1: Jihad Jerry. Jihad Jerry. He um I remember when he did that album like
2: That was in the Bush years.
1: Yeah, that song just came out, but his album came out like during, you know, Gulf War II, and I remember him like doing uh doing press on Fox and stuff, like on
2: Red <laughs> Eye or whatever. He he's a very interesting man, uh, Gerald Cassell. He um Initially, I think what got him into sort of that punk scene and like that, you know, new wave scene was uh, the impact of witnessing the... Kent State? Yes, the Kent State Massacre.
1: Yeah, yeah. He speaks really evocatively of that time, you know, because it was like, you know, the campus became a literal war zone, was locked down, and it was like... I think Mark Mothersbaugh was more of the artsy guy and Jerry Casale was like the you know he was like in a blues band or something but seeing kent state happen and realizing they're not going to win a they're not going to win a gunfight with the national guard they're not going to win a pitched battle with the military made them start thinking about art and experimental art as a way of dealing with this and really i mean it's a great way to end the episode because it's really devo's like a political band through and through but they're not like that very, like, they're not like a punk band that's very literal. You know, they really capture the zeitgeist.
2: You know, when he was asked about the Kent State massacre, he said, you know, that was the moment where I realized, you know, I ain't going to be a hippie no more. You know, I, I cut my hair. I, you know, I cut my hair and I, I I, got short hair and just was an angry punk kid. You know? <laughs> right. It was a real turning point. And I think people forget how important Kent State was because that was like the. Uh, the cinder block that was dropped on the anti-war movement. And uh, you can really find the anger in a lot of his music. And I think especially, I, I know people don't know Jihad Jiri as much as they know Devo. I mean, heck, I think a lot of people only remember Devo for one song. But, you know, you, you can sense the anger in, in some of his music.
3: No, and look, musically, uh, that was probably the best track uh, of the ones that we played here. Uh, and I have, a, a, you know, an appreciation for what I just witnessed, uh, you know, in, in that very sort of quirky genre that that stuff came from, and yeah, most people would only remember what "Whip It," you know, or possibly the cover of uh, "Satisfaction" they did. Um, and Debo did a lot of other stuff, and there's, you know, it's uh, it's it's one of those really unique entities in music that uh, the Debo was. Uh, so, you know, going back to the, the Devo hat and all that in the video there, and also the, uh, technological elements, uh, I kind of dig the imagery of the, uh, bucket drummer too. Um, you know, it's actually just a a much, a much better package than what we were dealing with for the majority of this, uh, (laughs) rather interesting journey through music.
1: Yeah. And, you know, really it, this song, confronted a lot of probably what a lot of these other artists are confronting but I think it did it in a more honest or realistic way and just a more artful way you know having these like knee jerk reactionary opinions that's like part of the animal that's the lizard brain you know I think Jerry Jihad Jerry elevated the whole podcast a little bit so good good call JG Well, thanks, uh, Chuck and JG. Appreciate your musical and your political expertise in this savage journey through the lower reaches of political songwriting. I'll make sure to uh, link to all your information in the show notes, and thanks, everybody, for listening. If you've listened this far, I'm impressed. Let's, uh, Let's close this out with some more Devo.
7: All right. Let's do the best we can do. There we go. Yes. yes I'll yes, pick yes, it up yes, as yes. it gets going. I'll sing it. Hey. All right, guys. Get a little clapping going. Woo! Let's go. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love the military, They're important. We love our cops, our law- When I'm in the jam When I'm in the jam I know that I can call up the man Can call up the man with the plan When I'm on the run When I'm on the run All I gotta do is dial 911 We love our cops Our law enforcement We love our military They're important. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military, they're important. And when I'm in a jam, when I'm in a jam, I know that I can call up the man, can call up the man with the plan. When I'm on the run, when I'm on the run, all I gotta do is dial 911. It's live in the studio. I love you guys so much. That was beautiful. Thank, Thank you for singing along, Ralph. Thank you, man. I appreciate uh, it. And shout out to Zoomer Matt. Shout out to Zoomer Matt on the guitar. It's been a pleasure. It's
1: been a pleasure. Thanks. Woo! Andy Worski, Captain Southern yeah! Dingo. It's been the killer stream. Goodbye, ladies Goodbye. and gentlemen. See you Monday, 9.30 p.m.
7: Eastern. Goodbye. <laughs>